Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Uh, This podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. We are offering a free trial uh, to Audible.com so that you can get an idea of all of the content, the uh, Audible content that they have, in addition to the audiobooks. So we all know about audiobooks, but they have so much more. So please go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth and sign up for the trial, go exploring around. I think you're going to find some really fabulous content that you can listen to whenever you want to. Over the years, uh, this uh, Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast has gained recognition as a great resource for small business owners, business leaders, sales professionals. Uh, We have been included on lists of the best podcasts to listen to, it for a variety of uh, business reasons, uh, and that's because of the guests. These are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business, and they join me for a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. That way you can get the information you're looking for, you can implement new strategies, you can connect with these experts and uh, implement processes and ideas that can help you uh, be more successful. Today's no different. My guest today is Laura LaCurcy. Laura has been in the virtual assistant space for 23 years, helping business professionals, attorneys, and small business owners go from overwhelmed to structured and productive. Laura worked as a VA after leaving corporate America in 1997 and opened her agency, Elite Virtual Assistance, in 2015 in an effort to offer the same schedule and work flexibility to other professional women so they can live a life that's rewarding and fulfilling. Thanks so much for joining me today, Laura. Thank you for having me, Diane. I'm excited to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. I I will uh, 
just say a couple of things before we get into the meat of this. First of all, I love structure and productivity. (laughs) (laughs) This is why this is a topic that I I really enjoy. Uh, And uh, for the benefit of the listeners, uh, you know, in the interest of full disclosure, uh, I've known Laura for a couple of years. We worked together on a project uh, so I can, you know, vouch for her later on when she tells everybody how to get a hold of her. I can tell you she's, she really knows her stuff. So not, not to, you know, make you feel like now you really got to be doing this thing. <laughs> Just throw the heat on. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Pressure's on. Oh my gosh. Um, so, so we're talking about delegating today, and um, it's always so interesting to me about small business owners like even myself that, that there's this thing we know we should delegate, but we don't know how to delegate, and sometimes we feel like it creates vulnerability in us. But, so I'm curious about like, what is the biggest delegating mistake you've seen people make over the years? I think the biggest mistake is coming into the relationship and not having a realistic expectation. So, you know, it, a lot of people just expect to get started with a VA and everything's just going to fall into place. And the reality is that, you know, you have to give it time to work. It's really no different than bringing somebody into your office that, you know, if you're not onboarding them properly and you're not training them to work with you properly. So I don't necessarily mean training them on a, you know, specific task that they come in already knowing, but I just mean training on how you're going to work together, what your structure is going to be, what processes the two of you, or, you know, maybe it's your team and your VA are going to you know, how they're going to work together. You know, I've just seen people like, oh, I've tried it before and it didn't work. And when I get those, you know, we start in a conversation like that, I always make them break it down and tell me, well, what is it that didn't work? And it just always comes out that, well, I tried it for a month and it just didn't work. So, you know, it's, it's going into it, understanding that, you know, I need to treat this like a real position, not like, hey, I've got somebody that's not even in my state and I'm just going to throw stuff at them here and there. So um, that's probably the biggest mistake I've seen and heard over the years. That makes a lot of sense to me because I think a lot of business owners, that's how they hire people who are going to be with them in their own space. They don't onboard them well. They don't set the expectation and then they wonder why there's a struggle as they move forward. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Right. And, and it's funny because there is, there is just some stigma around the fact that if it's not more of that, you know, 40 hour a work week person that they feel the need that, well, I don't really need that. You know, I don't need uh-huh. to do that. I'm just going to throw a couple things away. So I feel like if you go into it, treating it like, yes, this is, you know, this is going to be a long-term commitment on both ends and you treat it with a true onboarding process, you know, let them know your culture and your, even if you're a solopreneur, you still have, you know, your mission, your vision, your value statements, you know, share that with them so that they get a really good understanding 
Uh, well, first of all, I mean, even when you're bringing them on, you want to make sure that they uh, that they agree, right? That you you have those those same um, you know values uh, if you're yeah. going to work together, and it's it's going to actually make a difference. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's um, so. It sounds to me like they need to treat this person really like they're hiring them, like they're part of the team, like they're an mm-hmm. integral part of the company, not a vendor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Treat them like, and that's what I always tell people, integrate them with your team. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you are a, just a small business and you have other employees, you know, if this person is going to be supporting several people, and even if they're not, you, they want to feel connected. You know, that's how you're going to get the best results out of anybody working with you, is that they feel like, you know, you're vested in them, and then they are also going to be vested in you and your success, as long as you're sharing that with them. That makes a ton of sense to me. So, then, then what is like the number one reason that delegating doesn't work for some people is it because they don't know how to do that integration? Yeah, I think it's just that they don't, they don't put enough time and effort in upfront to bring that person on properly, you know? Um, and I've also seen it where they, they try to bring somebody on knowing they need help, but they haven't actually decided exactly what that help is going to be. And they just try to throw a couple things here and there. And, you know, your, your best success is going to come from giving them repetitive tasks or tasks that can be done on a regular basis so that you start working together and building that relationship, even if it's a couple hours a week. But you're going to start building that. And then when you have small projects or, you know, little one-off tasks that you can shoot to somebody, you're going to have better results than some people try to do the opposite of that. And they're like, well, I'm just going to throw them tasks as I see fit. Well, somebody can't really make a schedule around throwing a task at them here or there. So it makes it really difficult. I've seen that issue come up before where somebody will throw a one-off task and then there's no communication for a couple weeks and then they want something done in 24 hours and that person's schedule is full because they haven't been able to get a hold of you for two weeks. So, you know, again, and that just all leads back to those expectations in the beginning, but, you know, having them have just some specific duties, even if it's not something that's, you know, 10 or 20 hours a week, but just something that's going to keep both of you engaged on a regular basis is going to set you up for success. Got it. So that consistency of connection, mm-hmm. so it's not, yeah, up and down. That, that makes right. sense to me. Right. Um, so, so what are the kinds of thing? Well, yeah, I'll ask it this way. What are the kinds of things that a business owner should think about delegating to a VA? Well, I think it really depends on, I mean, it depends on the business. Um, it depends on, you know, like, so, and it depends on your comfort level. You know, I, honestly, I feel like that's also a big part that people need to consider um, is how comfortable you are with giving off certain tasks. So, you know, one thing that I always say is make a list 
and just write down those things that only you can do. You know, these are things that nobody else can do but me. And then there's usually everything else. And, you know, it could be some people like calendar management and email management is a huge area that we handle for people. But I've had people come in and say, I don't want anybody touching my calendar or my email. So it really goes back to your comfort level. Um, but, you know, those are tasks that we do. We do, a, you know, a lot of, and again, that like calendar management, email management, that's all repetitive. You know, that's something that's done every day that really helps get you into that flow. If it's, if it's on the other side, let's say it's more digital marketing, you know, we do a lot of that, like scheduling social media posts and, you know, but again, do you want somebody creating all the content for you? Do you want to be the one creating the content and you just want somebody to schedule it? Because even though that might only take an hour of your time, it's still something you have to worry about. Um, you know, there are so many, the, the range, just think about other than greeting somebody in person or filing papers, somebody remotely can do anything that an in-office person can do. And I think, you know, now with what's, you know, going on in our, our current situation, people are seeing that more than ever, you know, seeing that, wow, this really can be done. We really can have meetings from home and we really can work from home and, you know, probably do it in half the time of being in the office. So it is amazing. I know mm -hmm. it really is changing how people are, all those things that they fought against because they thought it was going to mean less productivity and less control, they're finding it, it actually works to right. everyone's benefit. Yeah. Right. And I think you're finding people, I mean, obviously not with right now with maybe having to work from home and also be an online educator with your kids, <laughs> you know, that's a little tough. Um, yeah. But I think in general though, most people are happier. You know, they're happier yeah. when they have a little more control over their schedule. They don't have that, you know, oh my gosh, I, I have to be here between the hours of eight to five, even though today my workload, I could leave at three. You know, so I think there's a lot to be said for that too, just in the overall performance of people, you know, and, and the yeah. work that they're putting out. Yeah, I do too. And, and it sort of forced all of us to, to change the way we look at what is a work day. Right. Because yeah. it can look so different, right? It doesn't have yeah. to be between nine and five. I mean, maybe some of the meetings do, but some of the work that you're doing could be done early hours. It could be done late at night. It could be on the weekends. And, you know, you can kind of work your schedule around that. Exactly. Right. Right. Which, which, and, and the work is just as good, if not better, because of that control, I think, right. is, you know, is what we're finding. Yeah. Agreed. Wow. Okay. Now, um, would you would you say that? Because I was going to ask the question: Is there anything that you would say like a business should not delegate? But it felt like what I was hearing was um, really the only thing that they shouldn't delegate is are, are the things that only the owner can do. Whatever those things are, whatever the owner says this is mine, I'm the only one who can do this, that anything else could be delegated. Right, right. And I think, again, I think the, 
So the person that's doing the delegating, it's, it's got to be to their comfort level. And I think that's where you're going to have the best results. Um, I mean, I know they always say get out of your comfort zone, but you want to build that, you, you're going to build that comfort with that person that you're delegating to over time. And then you can maybe, you know, push yourself outside of that zone. Like maybe I can offload this now. Um, but yeah, definitely just start with something that you can, and, and it's, it really should be something that you can measure, you know, something that like, boy, this is really taking two hours out of my day. It's only taking this person one hour, but it used to take, you know, two hours out of my day or two hours out of my week. Um, make sure that, cause sometimes you could be offloading things that you actually can do faster. So I think it's being able to measure you know, that what you're doing is actually benefiting or, or is there something else that you could replace that with? Um, you know, cause that's, that's the other thing that we always say. And again, that really just goes to expectations, like being open to, you know, I'm going to start here, but we might need to change course as we go along. Right. Well, so that was going to be actually, um, mm -hmm. one of my other questions that would you advise that, uh, a business owner, start with one thing and then build from there or does that matter? That's what we typically recommend is one to three tasks to start with. So, and again, it's best if they're repetitive um, just so that you can get into, you know, some type of a routine and some type of a schedule. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions. Okay. Accelerate Your Business Growth is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. And while you probably know that Audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles that you can listen to anywhere and across platforms, you may not know about all the other content they have, like Audible Originals and podcasts and guided meditations and so much more. I, me personally, um, I like being able to jog back and forth between things like an audio book and then guided meditations without having to leave the platform. So, you know, not needing to have a whole bunch of stuff open in order to be able to get the content that I want. Uh, and, you know, I, I think uh, if you haven't already explored around, exploring around is really valuable because I think you'll be amazed at what's there. So head on over to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth and sign up for the trial. Take a look around, try out some things, see what's there, see what you like. I, it could be a game changer for you. And I was talking to someone earlier, and we both agreed that listening to audiobooks is far better for your mental health than listening to the news. So just another reason to think about uh, signing up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Laura LaCurcy about how to win at the delegation game. So, Laura, before the break we were talking about the kinds of things that you can delegate. Um, but I'm curious, what are some of the uncommon tasks you've seen VAs do for clients? Uh, we've had a couple of, you know, out-of-the-box um, projects. So one was we actually had one of our VAs who was working kind of as an office manager for a law firm, and they uh, she decorated their entire office, like handled the entire process from 
you know, vetting the contractors to hiring the contractors to working with designers. Um, she did the entire office. And then we had another one. One of our clients was actually out of the country for a while and wanted to sell an RV. And so the VA handled the entire thing from start to finish from posting the ad to, you know, having somebody locally that could show the RV to when somebody bought it, having it transported across the country. So yeah, like when I say we can do just about anything, you know, other than maybe like picking up your dry cleaning, it's, uh, it's I mean that, I really mean that. That's crazy. And, and so not what you would ever think to, to have a VA do. Those seem like Right. You would never yeah. think to do that. And, and that was, it was just funny when they, they asked these questions and we're like, well, yeah, sure. Why couldn't we, <laughs> we could do this. I mean, he was going to do it from out of the country. So why couldn't we do it? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's probably easier to do it while you're in the country mm -hmm. than trying to do it outside. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Um, so along the lines of things that are crazy, I'm also curious about, uh, the craziest job description you've seen? So the one I was going to use, the one that I just received recently, completely just blew that one out of the water. So we had uh, somebody come to us and we did not take this on, but they asked us to make 500 calls a day to a police station to follow up on a report that they had filed years earlier that they had never <laughs> was never resolved and they wanted us to just I, I you know basically spam i think the police station and call repeatedly about this report wow yeah i mean how odd is that i don't know it was That's just the odd. strangest request i've ever that i was like oh i have to use that one because that was <laughs> by far <laughs> out there <laughs> and, and, and people note what she said was we did not take that on we so. did not we did not that is correct <laughs> oh my have god morals and values and that does yeah, not right. fit into exactly. it exactly <laughs> but that's another good thing that that people should know that that it this isn't uh i'll do anything for a dime this is you know we have a skill set and a and values and policies and as long as we have a match along those lines and it's something that we are skilled to do, right? We'll do it otherwise. Right. I, I, I mean, away. I have to say we have, uh, I, I mean, uh, we've turned away quite a few potential clients and sometimes it's been more, uh, more on the lines of, I'll tell somebody you do not need to pay an agency fee for what you need done. You know, you and I will direct them to, you know, Go to a Facebook group where there's virtual assistants and, and clients, you know, where they're all in one group together. Like that's outrageous to, you know, just to like to think that, oh yeah, we're just going to take whatever business we can get. I mean, that we're, that's, that's really not what our, our, what we're about or what our model, you know, suggests either. So um, yeah, sometimes it's just not a fit. I just, I like to have conversations with people because I, you know, a, it, it's, it's always, interesting to me you know just yeah. to learn about people's businesses see the the different type, types of um of help that's needed out there but yeah it's not always it's not always a good fit for us so and we're right. not always a good fit for them so and then and then 
um, how do I want to ask this question? When it comes to follow-up and communication, are, are there certain strategies that that you think work best? Like, does the agency say, okay, and then this is how we're going to agree to meet, or is it a, a collaboration with the client, or does the client say, this is how often I want to get reports or, you know, whatever that is? How, how does that go? Yeah, I mean, we like to do, I mean, obviously, we we want to, we work with our clients, you know, whatever's going to work for them. But we do, we have a an onboarding process, if you will. So when we do our onboarding call, we go through best practices, you know, setting up those expectations from the beginning. We always recommend that people actually, while we're on the call, we have them schedule their weekly meeting. I always say you can change it later, but I want to get this on the books so that every week you guys have a day and a time that you're going to check in with one another. And that needs to be over the phone or via zoom you know, you don't want all of your communication to be through email or Slack or text messages. There's too much lost in translation that way. And the more that you communicate, especially in the beginning upfront, like those, those first three months are imperative, but those first four to six weeks are crucial. And if you can meet twice a week, meet twice a week, but it, it's so much better to get to get an understanding of, okay, we're on the right track or no, we're not like, this isn't working. Let's try this. Um, and being able to do that and talk openly with one another is, is important. And yeah, we always, um, our clients actually get a link to their hours reporting so they can jump in at any time and see it. But we also have our uh, VAs send a weekly, we call it like a Friday wrap up call or I mean email. And, you know, they'll kind of give like a quick little synopsis. This is what I did. Uh, this is how many hours you have left. And here's my time report. So uh, we do, you know, commit to doing that every week because I think it's important. And it, the, it's important to send it out, but it's important for the, the, the clients to read it, you know, to be able to look at it and see where your time is going, especially in the beginning, like I said, to gauge like, yeah, we're on the right track or, you know, maybe this is taking too long. Let's see what's happening. Is there, you know, is there a bottleneck somewhere or a misunderstanding? Um, so it, it's just really important to keep those lines of communication open and, and meet as often as you can. I mean, the people that we've had the absolute best success with over the years, they meet two to three times a week. It could be 10 minutes, but it's just a really quick, you know, how are we doing? Wow, that's interesting. And do you find that most clients read the reports? Some do and yeah. some don't. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that do are never surprised. <laughs> the ones that don't sometimes have questions, but, you know, we, we always work through it. I mean, we keep our lines of communication wide open, and then we can always refer back to, you know, well, look, let's look back at, at this report or this email, you know, because at least we've got that paper trail of, of this is what happened and this is where the time went or, um, but that's why it, it's just really important to make sure that, you know, you're, you're in the game as much as your VA is as well, you know, just paying attention to, it's, it's just like with anything, with, with anything that you're having done, you know, gauging, gauging the process as you go. 
Right. Yeah. So, okay. One question that, or one concern, I will say, that I think people have is trust. And um, as a matter of fact, I had a client who um, was going to hire like an executive assistant and one of his big concerns was the security of his accounts, like passwords and things like that. So mm-hmm. how can people protect their passwords when they're bringing in someone totally from the outside? I always suggest using a password manager. Um, now it's not, it's not a thousand percent foolproof because there are some applications where a password manager just doesn't work. You know, if you have somebody doing something for you, let's just say on behalf of Facebook, you know, somebody, you know, needs to be in as you, then that obviously is not going to work. But for the majority of programs that are out there, you can use, like we always recommend LastPass. And we actually, we talk about that on our onboarding call, the importance of securing your information. And it's, it's actually security on both ends. So security for the VA and security for the client, both. Um, Because this way they never actually have your password, your login information. They just have access to it through that LastPass dashboard. So that makes it really nice. You know, in the in the event that, you know, this person stops working for you or whatever happens, you don't have to worry about going back and changing all of your passwords. All you have to do is revoke their access and that's it. So it just, it, it makes it a lot easier and cleaner, um, you know, when you're working with somebody, especially if you have, you know, multiple applications that they're working in. And they can't change passwords once they have access, once they're in there? Mm-mm. Wow. No. Okay. No, they can't because they'll never actually be able to like log in that way. It'll just grant them access through this manager. Got it. Wow. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely something that we highly recommend. And it, and it feels to me like there's real value in going with an agency like yours, as opposed to an individual VA because of the, um, variety of skill sets that an agency would have just from the variety of people, you know, VAs that they would have under their roof. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, an agency isn't for everyone, obviously, you know, working through an agency, our fees are going to be higher than if you're working with somebody, you know, as that's a freelance VA, but you do have the backup of an agency. So you know, the difference there is that, I mean, you know, we handle the vetting process, you know, for, for our clients. I mean, we are the ones that handle that entire interviewing, bringing people onto our team. Um, You do have the backup of, let's say you're using an executive assistant and you need some graphic design work done or, you know, some website edits you know, you can use one of our skilled VAs that's on our team that are, you know, the virtual assistant that's working with them can just reach out to our team members and say, hey, I need somebody to, to do this piece. You know, you're not out then searching for a graphic designer or, you know, somebody who can just do website. Like if it's outside of the scope of what the VA can do, 
she can tap into our team. It's a really simple process. We do it all the time. Um, and we have, uh, all of our clients have a relationship manager that works real closely with them, you know, always monitoring the relationship uh, with both, you know, the client and the VA so that there's always that other person if, you know, you should need that, you know, maybe you need to talk about something that you, you know, you're having an issue. Um, you know, you've got that other sounding board or for example, you know, sometimes the first person that you work with is it do doesn't work out. I mean, it happens and it's unfortunate, but that's a lot of times where people then back out of that situation because they're like, oh, well now I have to start all over again. Where, you know, when you are with an agency, we have other VAs that we can, you know, move in very easily. Um, you know, we have a, a whole process. It's called a transition plan. And it's a pretty seamless process um, that we have set up. So it is nice, you know, that you do have that backup if for some reason it doesn't work with the first, you know, person that you're with. Right. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, I, I can see that being really helpful. Yeah, because you're just not and, starting over from square one because that's, you know, that's frustrating for anybody. But, I mean, it's, it's just life. Sometimes weird things happen, so. Right. Right, exactly. It, it's got to be the right fit. So um, I, I want to talk briefly about the other side of this, which is the VAs. So talk some, if you would, about the benefit of being a VA, the benefit of an agency, you know, being part of an agency like yours as a VA, if you would. Uh, well, I think, the you know, I, I shouldn't say I think. I know the reason most people come to work with us. They always, because we ask this question all the time when we're, you know, part of our interview process is why do you want to be with an agency? And they say it's that they want that team behind them. You know, they really, some people just aren't comfortable being out there on their own. You know, they want the support that if they have a question or they have a problem with a client, that they have somebody else that they can come to. And, you know, the flip side of that is that, um, <laughs> I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, the clients. Sorry about that. I was like, whoa, where did I go? <laughs> um, but they're not out there looking for clients on their own. I mean, like any business owner knows that's, you know, that's the hardest part of running a business. So, yeah. you know, they, they like to focus more on their skills and what they're doing best and not having to worry about the kind of running my own business aspect. Yeah. I would think that that part would be, I mean, both of those, you know, that they don't have to bring in the clients and they have, they're, they're part of a community of people. They have that backup and support and um, camaraderie. Right, right. They have a question on software or something. We, you know, we use Slack and, you know, somebody reaches out for help or, you know, people are always jumping in to offer advice or handle a piece of a project. You know, it's, we work really hard to, to build a really good community um, and support system around our VAs. So we, we try to keep them as engaged as possible. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Well, I really, I appreciate all the information. I'm, I'm hoping that the people listening are realizing that delegating is not a scary thing. It's not as scary as we might think. And you just find, pick something that is repetitive 
in nature and consistent and give it a shot. Uh, so for anybody who might be interested in and, and for all the listeners, will you share how they can find you and anything you've got going on that you think they should know about, please? Yeah, of course. So, um, our, you know, you can visit our website. It's elitevirtualassist.com and uh, all of our information's on there. So the services that we offer, you know, our pricing, how we work, uh, everything is on there. And then you can, you know, schedule a call with us. Um, and then we actually, uh, we are going to have a special running in October um, where if anybody, you know, signs on with us by October 31st, uh, we will offer a $100 credit either on their second invoice with us or we will give a donation to the charity of their choice in their name. Wow. wow. Um, so, nice. yes, we are big believers in giving back. So, <laughs> I know you are. That, that is that. awesome. Well, thanks, Laura. I, I really appreciate you um, spending the time with me and and. Um, dismantling some of the scariness and myths about delegating to, to VAs. I think it's critically important, especially these days. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me, Diane. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And listeners, thank you. I would also, of course, like to thank audible.com. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash business growth. Sign up for the trial and check it out. Go looking around, find some content that really resonates with you. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Lachifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics than hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts.